Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Flood Insurance Guru Podcast. My name is Chris Green, your host and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru. Today, we're going to be discussing the guide to flood insurance and flood zones for real estate agents. What every real estate agent needs to know about selling properties in flood zones. So if you're a real estate agent, or you maybe you're someone who works with a real estate agent, then make sure to stay tuned for today's podcast. Let's get started. All right, before we get started on today's podcast, remember, if you like the content you're hearing, go and leave us a review on Google Plays, Apple Tunes, Spotify. Share it with a real estate agent, especially in this particular episode, as we try to really conquer a lot of those fears and concerns that real estate agents have. I know, because I bought a house in a flood zone more than 12 years ago, and my real estate agent had these same problems, almost costing them a deal. So let's not waste any more time today, and let's get started on this topic. So what we're talking about here when we talk about, you know, this guide to flood insurance and flood zones for real estate agents, you know, where do you start as a real estate agent? Uh, well, today what we're going to start with is we're going to talk about flood zones. So before we even get into flood zones, though, let's talk about flood insurance. And this is where many times real estate agents kind of get in trouble. Look, real estate agents are not licensed insurance professionals, and we don't expect them to be. However, you do want to at least know what flood insurance is. So when you hear the devastating words of, hey, property's in a flood zone, or my flood insurance is $3,000. Well, what the heck is flood insurance? You know, flood insurance is a specialized insurance policy. It's designed to protect the property owners from damages caused by water infiltration. We're talking about surface water here. Normally, according to the federal government's definition, this is either two acres or two structures. Generally, your home insurance policy is not going to cover floods. So this is going to be something separate on top of your home insurance. So, of course, it can have a big impact on your payment. It can have a big impact in your escrow. I know. We talk to potential homeowners every day about this, that when they come to us, they've been told flood insurance is going to be thousands of dollars when it really shouldn't. In fact, many times, they can even have their flood zone changed. So now let's get over to flood zones. And what we're talking about here is really two types of flood zones. We're talking about special flood hazard areas, also known as high-risk flood zones, and non-special flood hazard areas called low-risk zones. Let's talk about these high-risk areas first. We're talking about zones that begin with an A, AE, really anything that begins with an A or a V for a coastal area. If you're working on a real estate transaction that's going to have a mortgage involved in these areas, then flood insurance is going to be required here. So that's important to remember. Now let's briefly talk about the non-special flood hazard areas, also known as maybe flood zone X. You know, these are areas that are not going to fall within that annual 1% chance of flooding. These are areas where flood insurance is not going to be required. Does that mean you don't need flood insurance? Absolutely not. Almost 30% of flood insurance claims actually come out of the areas that's not required. During Hurricane Harvey, more than 85% of people did not have flood insurance because the areas that flooded were where flood insurance was not required. But had the flood map been updated like it was six months later, almost every one of those people would have had flood insurance. So it's important to understand that uh, when we're talking about flood zones. Now, as we're talking about these flood zones, we've briefly talked about bank requirements. And we've talked about, hey, when is a bank going to require flood insurance? Of course, it's going to require it when it's in that special flood hazard area or that flood zone that begins with an A or V. But what exactly is the bank going to require? And this is where we see a lot of confusion here. And when it comes to this, the bank's really going to require one of two things. Normally, they're going to require the max amount of coverage available through the federal government or 
the loan amount, whichever one's less. So what's available through the federal government? Well, when it comes to the federal government, they offer building coverage up to $250,000 and contents coverage up to $100,000. Remember, building coverage is going to be anything physically attached to that building. Contents coverage is going to be like your personal belongings. So that's what their requirement's going to be there. Now, whether you know it's a private policy or it's a federal policy, then the requirements could be different uh, because of how replacement cost is used. You know, as I said, technically the most they can require right now is two hundred fifty thousand, but a lot of banks are going above that when a private flood insurance policy is put in place, which brings us to flood insurance options. When you've got a real estate transaction going on, it's important to know there's been a lot of updates to flood insurance options the last 15 years, particularly the last two years when we're talking about things like FHA loans, VA loans, USDA loans. You see, as of December 2022, all federal governments now accept private flood insurance as long as it meets the same requirements as the federal program and the community as a participating community. This means that your community participates in the National Flood Insurance Program, which is probably about 95% of communities across the country. Now, it's important to understand your flood insurance options. Let's save yourself some time as a real estate agent because we know your time is limited. When you've got to buy our shopping options, all your federal policies should be the same if it's a new policy. The only way it's going to be different is if you're transferring that policy from one buyer to the next. This can be a huge advantage. I know because I actually did it on my property where the premium instead of being $3,000 was $300. And it was going to take me almost 20 years to get back up to that $3,000. So policy assumptions, which is what we're talking about here, can be a very huge advantage for a buyer and a seller when it comes to the federal side. But other than that, rates should be the same no matter where you go, as long as you're using the same coverage amounts, the same deductible amounts, that kind of stuff. On the private side, We've seen premiums range from $4,000 to $400 because each private company is building their rates differently. You know, this is one of the reasons why when a customer comes to us, we are looking at about 20 different options on the back end. You know, we're looking at something we'll talk about in just a second called a flood risk score. You know, we're looking at flood loss history on the property, making sure that if flood loss does pay out, you actually get the money that's due to you and there's no kind of delay there. So it's important to understand when it comes to flood insurance options. As a real estate, you should always make sure that your customer is getting an option for the federal government and at least three different private flood insurance options. Now let's talk about the flood risk score. You know, this is something we have built internally on our website, but it's also something that flood insurance companies on the private side use. And this is a scoring system from zero to 100. On, hey, what are the actual chances of this property flooding over the next 30 years? The higher the score generally, can mean the higher the flood insurance premiums, especially if you're in a way like a floodway. This is the overflow area of whatever the water source is. Flood insurance can be very expensive in these areas and the flood risk score can tell a property owner, it can tell an insurance company, hey, this property is in a floodway. These are properties you need to be very careful with because they're strict guidelines. Premiums can be very high. Now that brings us into our last topic. We're talking about today, and that's flood loss history. No matter what state you're in, as a real estate agent, you always want to make sure you're doing the best thing by your clients. So you have a buyer or seller. You always want to make sure those flood losses are getting disclosed. So it's one of the reasons why we always tell buyers, you know, what state you're in, hey, ask if the house has ever flooded since you've lived in it. Has it ever flooded since you owned it? Because if it's a real estate investor who's never lived in it, there may be some loophole with that question there. So that's one way you can protect yourself with flood loss history. 
because flood loss history plays a big impact on flood insurance rates. Let's talk about how it impacts the federal program first. You know, if you've had more than two claims post-2021, then a claims variable can be used now to determine your renewal rates. You know, these could have a big impact on your renewal rates. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew you were looking at a 20 to 25% rate increase because of flood loss history on a property? Well, that's absolutely what flood acknowledgement form does on the flood loss history. On the private side, many private companies won't even insure a property that's had flood losses. Some will insure them as long as they haven't had any losses in the last 50 years. Some set a guideline of 25,000, 100,000, depending on the claim. So you want to make sure that you're working with an insurance agent that kind of understands how all these flood loss history works on the federal side, how it works on the private side. Also, on the federal side, when we're talking about flood loss history here, you also want to be cautious because if you've got a property that's flooded more than three times within a 10-year given period, this could be a severe repetitive loss property. Historically, these properties have some of the highest rates because they continue to flood. These could also be properties that potentially down the road are part of the FEMA buyback program where the FEMA comes in and they buy your property back from you at a fair market value. So those are important things to worry about with flood loss history. Now, how do you find flood loss history? If you're a real estate agent helping a buyer, a seller, when it comes to flood loss history, as we shoot this podcast here in 2024, there's really only one way to get it right now on the on the FEMA side, and that is the current homeowner has to request it. Now, they're getting a copy of this every year with the flood acknowledgement form, but they've got to go in and request a copy from FEMA who can email them a copy, they can fax them a copy, or they can mail it. Usually takes a couple weeks to get it. And so that's important. On the private side, unfortunately, there's no central database that has these because they all report differently. However, if a private company was to come in and found that there have been flood losses that were not disclosed, they may deny your claim. So it's important to understand that when we're talking about flood loss history there. So in, t- in today's podcast on this guide for real estate agents, we've talked about a lot of information. We've talked about flood zones, we've talked about bank requirements, we've talked about flood insurance options, what is the flood risk score, and the flood loss history. So those are five things as a real estate agent you need to know when it comes to flood insurance. Now, if you want to learn more, or you want to get on our mailing list as a real estate agent for all the flood map updates in your area, changes that may impact your real estate transactions, how to maximize your profits when it comes to getting these deals closed in these flood zones and getting transactions actually closed, make sure to go into the description of this podcast and download our guide for real estate agents. And we'd be happy to reach out to you. You can also use the flood risk scoring tool on our website that's going to tell you the score on these properties. My name is Chris Green, president and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru, and I want to say thank you for tuning in today's episode on Real Estate Agent Guide to Flood Insurance, five things you need to know as a real estate agent.